Thanks for checking out the One Church podcast today. If you are new to One Church and want to learn more about us, you can always check us out at imonechurch.com. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. So honored to have you uh, joining us today. And uh, come on, we got to give it up for our Sulphur Springs campus. We love you, Sulphur Springs. And uh, we also, everybody that's, come on, just go ahead and keep cheering because everybody that's listening online, we love you. Uh, so anytime you're in the area, please come in and see us. And if you've got a Bible, you can turn to Matthew 20. Matthew 20 and verse 24 through 28. Matthew 20. And I'm just going to give you a little bit of context here before we jump in. Now, you've got to understand that Jesus is hanging out with his disciples. And two of the disciples, who are brothers, uh, had their mama go ask Jesus for something. Come on, you don't do that, right? Nobody likes a mama's boy. And, uh, and so he, he, they, they had their mom go ask Jesus. And so this is what we see unfolding, just so you kind of get a little bit of a context of what's happening. And so Jesus talks back to them because everybody, nobody's happy about this. It says this, when the 10 others heard about this, the two boys bringing their mom, they lost their tempers, thoroughly disgusted with the two brothers. So Jesus got them together to settle them all down. He said, you've observed uh, how godless rulers throw their weight around, how quickly a little power goes to their heads. It's not going to be that way with you. Come on, amen, that's good right there. Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. That is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve not to be served, and then to give away his life in exchange for the many who are held hostage. If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, Serving Others Well. Serving Others Well. Lord, right now, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a word from me. They've come to hear a word from you, so Lord, use me. To speak to the hearts and the lives of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Serving others well. You know, uh, I don't know how many of y'all have ever been to a carnival. Have you been to a carnival? Come on, just raise your hand. Come on, you're from Texas. You've been to a carnival. Some of y'all are like, my family's a carnival. <laughs> it's true. So uh, I, I grew up in, in lots of small towns, and there's not a whole lot to do in small towns. And so uh, when the carnival comes to town, come on, it's a celebration, right? You, you, uh, everybody goes to the carnival. It's a great time. Uh, I used to, when I was young, I would ride anything and everything that a carnival provided, right? As long as my parents were paying for it, I was going to ride it. Now that I'm older, not so much, uh, because I'm a little bit leery of anything that can be set up in less than 24 hours. Um, you know, and I don't know if that guy ha- even has a high school education. I'm not sure if this, here's a scary thought, is this could literally be their first time to set it up on their own. Right? I mean, it could be their first time, like, we're giving Bobby a go, right? And <laughs> And, uh, he's, he's, it's not good. And so, uh, I, I'm, I'm very leery about all of those, but, but, uh, but one thing that I have done several times at carnivals is, uh, the maze of mirrors. 
And most carnivals have these. You come on, they pull in these trailers because everything's on a trailer. And uh, they pull in these trailers and, and they have these steps going up. And it's this, this trailer uh, that's just a maze of mirrors. Well, when I was a, a teenager, I kind of uh, was young and cocky. And I thought, come on, it's the size of a trailer. How hard can this maze actually be? And I walked in. Uh, I remember I walked into this maze and, and I kind of make a few turns. And all of a sudden, I became extremely disoriented. Uh, I was like, I don't know how to get out of here. I'm, uh, you know, and you're trying not to do the freak out thing because being lost is never fun. And so I'm looking and, and, and here's what was crazy is, is that everywhere I turned, all I could see was me. And the more I could see me, the more confused I got and the more disoriented I became and the more I realized that I didn't know where I was going. Now, here's the thing is that if I can get lost in a trailer just focusing on me, we can get lost in this world just focusing on ourselves. And God says this, you, you're not supposed to be, if you want to be great, you need to be a servant to all. You need to begin to look at, and live your life in such a way where you're focused on the people around you. Because here's the thing is that there, we always are looking at ourselves, if we're always saying, how can I make myself better? And how can I become better? And how can I do greater things for myself? And how can I get ahead? What happens is, is that we end up losing ourselves. We end up getting lost in this world and the things don't make us happy. And the job promotions don't make us happy. And all the stuff doesn't make us happy. And the big bank accounts don't make us happy. And the truth is, is the reason why it doesn't make us happy is because we're lost. And Jesus say, Jesus says this, you want to find yourself, right? Begin to focus on others. Begin to serve others. Begin to live your life in such a way where you're looking at the needs of others. And so I think one of the greatest things that we can do is we can live our lives in a way where we're serving others. Here's the deal is the ultimate purpose of your life is not for you. The ultimate purpose of your life is not to live life for you. The ultimate purpose of your life is to live life serving others. And I know this is not a popular message and this is not people going, woohoo, yeah, I get to do. The truth is, is that we live differently. As Christians, we are called to live differently. Come on. We are in this world, but we're not of this world. That means this, that we are always looking for ways to serve others. I don't care what your neighbor's doing. God has called you to serve the people around you. Mother Teresa said it this way. She said, a life not lived for others is not a life. She's saying this, if you're not living life for others, you're not living life at all. Because that's what God has called us to do, to live our lives for others, to live our lives in such a way where we're thinking about the needs of the people around us. In Acts 9, 36, it says this, in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. Her name, uh, in Greek, her name was Dorcas. Now, here's the deal. Why in the world did they put that in there? Like, just, Tabitha's cool. Dorcas, your parents hate you, right? Like, in Greek, her name was Dorcas. And listen to this. She was always doing good and helping the poor. She was always doing good and helping the poor. This, this verse, I was reading this passage and I, I, I was reading this verse and it got me to thinking, if someone was to say that I was always doing anything, what would it be? I've had my wife say, you always do this. And very rarely is it ever good, right? 
Come on, guys, you always leave the seat up. Come on, hey, you always leave your clothes, dirty clothes on the floor. You always, and, and, and it made me think, what, what do I always do? Come on, you're always on social media. Oh, she's always talking bad about somebody. He's always at the gym. It's not to be said about me, but y'all didn't have to laugh. (laughs) Always. What is it that you're always doing? And I love that Tabitha is this woman. She's a disciple. Come on, it says that she's a follower of Jesus. She's a disciple. And it says that she's always doing good and helping the poor. What a thing to be known for. What do you want to be known for? Here's what's great is every day is an opportunity. Every moment's an opportunity because the Bible says that his mercies are new every morning. So we can look at our lives and if somebody would say that you always do this or you always do that and you look, you would think that is not a good thing and that's not something that I want to be known for. Guess what? Today is an opportunity for you to change that way. Today is an opportunity for you to say, you know what? I want to always be known for something different. Always doing good and helping the poor. Now, here's the deal is that if she can always be doing it, I've said this before and I'll say it again. If she can always, if you can always do anything, it must be bigger than what we think it is. It must be bigger than what we think it is because you can't always do anything. But here's the deal is that when you are always doing something, I believe this, that means that Tabitha was always walking around with her head up and her heart open saying, God, what can I be used for today? God, what can you use me to do today? How can I help the poor around me? How can I help the needy around me? How can I serve the people around me? And that does not mean that she's always in an action doing something. That just means this, that I'm always willing to do whatever God is asking me to do. That's good preaching, Brian. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Always. What do you want to be known for? Always. Always saying something nice about somebody. Man, I want to be known for great things. Amen. I think one of the greatest things that we could be known for as Christians is serving others well. So today I want to give you three questions and three answers. Three questions and three answers about serving others well. The first question would be this. Why should we serve others? Why? I mean, we live in a world that just serves itself. Why should we serve others? The answer to that is found in Ephesians 2 verse 10. It says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us. Why should we serve others? The reason why we should serve others is because the uh, doing good is God's destiny for your life. Doing good, young people listen to me, doing good is God's destiny for your life. I used to have young people come up to me as a youth pastor and they'd say, I'm trying to figure out my destiny. I'm trying to figure out what God's plan is for my life. I'm trying to know what God, and and we treat it like it's this far off thing, like it's something that we gotta all of a sudden discover in this moment, this oh moment, like it's gonna happen. And I'll just tell you this right now. You wanna know what your destiny is? You wanna know what God's plan is for your life? Start doing good for others right here and right now. God says this, I planned it long in advance. I planned it long before you ever got to this earth. I planned it long before I ever called you for you to do good works to help the people around you. It's your destiny. It's 
God's purpose for our lives. God's purpose for our life is not to come and sit in church service and say amen. God's purpose for our life is to go out and be the church whenever we walk out these doors. It's to come in here and get our praise on with an awesome worship team and to get encouraged and to get sent out so that we can be a light in the darkness. That is God's plan and God's purpose for our life. Church is not to serve you. Church is to serve is so that you can be prepared and equipped to serve others. That's what church is. Well, I don't like that music. This is my 10th church this year, and I just can't find one that meets my needs. I'm not being fed. Feed yourself. That's preaching. That's good. Sorry, the Terry, Terry, Pastor Terry Sparks anointing came on me there. The truth is, is it's not for us. It's for others. We, we, we want to create an atmosphere for people to encounter Jesus so that we can bring people in and they can encounter Jesus and they can have a life that's changed and they get to come in and they get to experience the presence and the power of God. And here's the thing is that we serve and we set up pipe and drape. Why? So that we can serve others because it's not about me. It's about everyone around me. And the dream team doesn't have more time than you. They just say, I'm willing to give the time that I have to serve others. That's the reason why we do it. We serve others. Because we know that God has prepared them long in advance. God has prepared. Every day you walk out your door at your house, I want you to start thinking that God has prepared something good for me to do today. Long in advance. He's prepared something good for me to do today. The problem is, is that we miss the opportunities that God puts in front of us. My kids love Costco. Anybody else love Costco? And the truth is, is that my kids like to go to Costco, not because they like to grocery shop. It's not because they like to hang out with their parents. My kids like to go to Costco for the reason that many of you like to go to Costco. They like the samples. Come on. The samples are everywhere, right? They're they're everywhere. Everywhere you turn, everywhere you walk, there's someone there offering you a sample of something. They're offering, now whether you take it or not, it's not up to them, but they're offering you the sample. And I got to thinking about these sample people because the, the, the reality is, is these sample people are simply people that have discovered something good and offering you a sample of something good that they've discovered. And here's the thing is, is that when we go into the world and we begin to serve others, what we are doing is, is we are offering a sample of the goodness of God. We are offering them a sample of something good that we've discovered. And we said this, hey, the Bible says this, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see the greatness of God. Here's the problem is a lot of times the church walks out and they don't show anything good. They just show bitterness. They show anger. They show judgment. They show, come on, they, they're looking at condemnation. They're looking at all these different things. And the truth is, is the church needs to begin to rise up and and be the church and say, can I tell you and t- let you taste and see that God's 
mercies are new every morning, that God has grace to forgive you, that God loves you, that God cares about you, that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And here's the thing is that when we begin to look at our lives and live our lives in such a way where we're serving others, guess what we're doing? We're offering them a sample, a sample of the goodness of God. Taste and see that the Lord is good. He's been good to me, and he'll be good to you. I'm just offering you a sample of the goodness that I've found. Every time we serve others, we're just giving them a taste of how good God is. Number two, second question, is where do we serve others? Where? Matthew 10, verse 8. Jesus sent his 12 harvest hands out with this charge. Jesus said, don't begin by traveling to some far off place to convert unbelievers. And don't try to be dramatic by tackling some public enemy. Go to the lost, confused people right here in your neighborhood. Tell them that the kingdom of God is here. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchables. Kick out the demons. You have been treated generously, so live generously. Where do we serve others? Can I just say this? Wherever you go, you should always be looking for ways to serve others. Let me just say it this way too, is that you don't just do good things in good places. When I say that, I mean, we don't just serve at church. We serve in our workplaces. We don't just serve at church. We serve in our homes. We don't just serve at church, we serve at Walmart. We serve everywhere we go. We're always looking for ways that we can serve other people because our heads are up and our hearts are open and we're saying, God, how can I be used today to serve others? I don't want to just be used here and now. And do we want you on the dream team? Yes, we want you serving in church because we want you to find your purpose. But the truth is, is that when we walk out these doors, we also need to be looking for ways to serve others. Looking for ways to help somebody around us. Because here's the truth is everywhere we go, someone is hurting. Everywhere we go, someone's hurting. Everywhere we go, someone's looking for an answer. Everywhere we go, there's somebody searching. The problem is, is that most of us miss them. Because we're so focused on us that we miss the opportunity. My wife is amazing at this. It's like she has a hurt people radar. I, I, I don't get this because I'm thinking about eating and she's like looking at the needs around us, right? She's like, boom, boom, like, boom, boom, boom. like, what the heck? I, I always tell people this. I preach to myself, and I let y'all listen in. That's kind of the way I feel about it, because I'm not great at this. I, I, I'm not good at seeing the needs around, around me. Uh, a, uh, several months ago, we were out at a restaurant having uh, dinner, and it was, a, it was a great little restaurant, and uh, they had a live band singing Sinatra. Come on. It's awesome. Romance was in the air. And uh, if Barry White was, if they were singing Barry White, it would have been trouble. But um, 
we were just we were just hanging out, having a great dinner, and my wife goes, oh, I, I need to go to the restroom. We were finishing up dinner. She goes, I need to go to the restroom. I was like, okay. And so I'm sitting there, and you know, it's kind of awkward. You're just sitting there by yourself. And uh, I'm like waiting. And like three minutes goes by, and she's still not back. Five minutes goes by, and I'm like, oh, she needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't know it was that serious. Seven minutes, 10 minutes, and finally she comes back, and we pay out, we get in the car. She goes, oh, you'll never guess what happened to me in the bathroom. And I'm like, I don't know that I want to know. (laughs) She's like, no, a lady came in. I was washing my hands, and she started crying. She said, so I walked over to her, and I gave her a hug. And immediately I thought, this is like, Stuff that would never happen in a men's restroom. (laughs) Number one, I don't know if you're crying because we're not making eye contact. (laughs) Guys, come on, you with me? You can look up, you can look down, but you don't look around. Number two, I'm not hugging any dude in a restroom, right? I'm just, it's just not going to happen. That would be awkward. It would be an awkward moment. And, uh, and so she said, yeah, I, I just had this opportunity and I, and I prayed for her and I just told her that God loves her. And then it might seem really hard right now, but God's for her. And she goes, oh man, she said, you know, you, I've been praying and asking God to send somebody. And I know this, that I need to get back in church. And I, because I, I've, I've kind of walked away from my relationship with God and I feel like something's missing. And this just confirms. And here's the thing is that she just saw an opportunity to serve someone, to show somebody the love of God. God to show, tell somebody that it's going to be okay. See, here's the deal is that a lot of times we make it more complicated and more difficult than it really is because serving others can simply be a smile. It can be a hug. Come on. It can be a handshake. Come on guys. You can serve others by cooking somebody a meal. You can serve others a lot of different ways. And if we would begin to walk through this earth and say, God, how can I be used today? Everywhere I go. To serve others. How can I be used to serve the people around me? Keep our hearts open. Keep our heads up. Keep looking for the people around us. God could use us to make a big difference. Third thing. How should I serve others? How should I serve others? Romans 8, verse 14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Here's your answer. However God leads you. How do you serve others? However God leads you. However God tells you. Can I just, well, how do I know it's God? I can tell you this. The devil ain't telling you to mow their yard. The devil ain't telling you to give that person 20 bucks. The devil ain't telling you to buy them coffee. The truth is, is that if it's good, it's God. And so when we begin to live our lives and you feel that little bit of, uh, you know what, I should do this for so-and-so. You know what, guess what? God's trying to tell you just to be the hands and feet of Jesus, just to love somebody, to do something nice, to serve others well. How do we serve people? However God leads us to serve them. 
I read a book last year uh, that really challenged me by Bob Goff. And it's a book called Everybody Always. Incredible book. Highly recommend it if you want to be challenged. But Bob is a lawyer. He's not a professional Christian, obviously. He's a lawyer. Just kidding. But, but Bob... No, Bob, Bob is... He's, he honestly, when you read his books, you, you, I was so challenged because he lives his life thinking this way. How can I serve others? How can I serve the people around me? How can I, how can I be a light in the darkness? How can I help people? He lives his life so much this way that it really did challenge me. And, and one of my favorite stories was he tells a story about his neighbor, Carol. Carol lived by herself. She didn't have any family that lived close. And so Bob kind of took her under her wing, uh, under his wing, and they just loved on her. Anything Carol needed, you know, they would help out and do different things for her. Well, one day, Carol came over to uh, Bob's house and she was crying. She said, Bob, I just came from the doctor and they'd run some tests and I have terminal cancer. Bob immediately cried with Carol, gave her a hug. And he said, hold on just a second. He got in his car and he drove down to a department store and he bought two walkie-talkies. I don't know how he thinks of this stuff, but he just bought two walkie-talkies. He came back, he ran over to Carol's house, he knocked on the door, he handed her a walkie-talkie and he said, and I have, he had the other one. He said, the reason why I did this was for two reasons. Number one, because when you talk on a walkie-talkie, nobody has cancer. Nobody thinks about bad things. It takes you back to a childhood when nothing's wrong and nothing's broken and nothing's missing. He said, the second reason I did it is because I wanted Carol to know that she was never alone. That she didn't have to pick up a phone to call me, that I was one button push away. And anytime she needed me, day or night, it was going to be by my bedside. And anytime she, here's the thing, is that I was thinking and I was reading this book and I thought, man, this guy, I mean, this guy carries around medals that say nothing on them. And he'll just pin them on somebody and say, you're the best waitress on the planet. He does things like this all the time. And I was looking at it and I was going, man, I'm a horrible Christian. Bob is extraordinary. But then I realized something that Bob is not extraordinary. Bob is available. Because God is wanting to use each and every one of us to serve others around us well, to do good things for the people around us. And it might not look like pinning a medal, and it might not look like a walkie-talkie, but I'm here to tell you that God has prepared something good for you to do today. God has prepared something good for you to do tomorrow and the next day. And all we have to do is say, God, my heart's open. I'm heads up. Looking, how can you use me today? How can I serve others? Well, here's the thing ordinary people with a willingness to act will be used by God to do extraordinary things. 
I'm just an ordinary person. If you're just willing to act, if you're just available, God can use you to do extraordinary things. God can use you to make a difference in the lives of the people around you. If you'll just be willing to serve others, serve them well. You know, we always try to make this easy on people. And so a couple of years ago, we did these, these cards and it says uh, a little something extra to show you that God loves you. And on the back, it says, I am one church. And it says, and so do we. And w- what this is more than anything is it's, it's a, a reminder to you to live your life serving others. It's not really an advertisement as much for church as it is. I, God, I just want to be used by you. And so here's, here's a couple of things is that this card is not something extra. You don't just hand somebody this card. There you go. Take that, buddy. Thanks. <laughs> right? And here's the thing is this card is not a tip. If I find out you tipped somebody with this and didn't leave money, I will hunt you down. This card is used to show somebody that God loves you. That God cares about you. And I want us to be a church that's so focused on serving others, so focused this year on being selfless that we're, we're going around and we're saying, God, God, use me to do something great. God, even if it's just buying somebody coffee in the Starbucks line and saying, hey, give this card to them. Maybe it's giving the waitress a great tip and saying, here's this card. I just want you to know that God loves you. God cares about you. We, what if we begin to live our lives in such a way we served others well. Now, here's the thing is, is that the early bird gets the worm and first service took every one of these. A thousand. So y'all are going to have to wait till next week because the entire month of February, we're going to do this. And here's the deal is that I want us to be a church. They'll be at our connect tables. I want to be a church that so focuses on other people. We so focus on serving others well that God uses us to do great things amen Luke 10 25 through 37 I won't read it but there's a man a lawyer comes to Jesus and he says hey what must I do to earn eternal life Jesus says well what's your reading of the law he said well love God with all my heart soul strength love my neighbor as myself goes you that's good the lawyer says yeah but who's my neighbor so most of us have heard this parable jesus launches into called the good samaritan so there was a certain man traveling down this road and he falls among thieves and they beat him they rob him they leave him for dead then it goes into the real meaning of the story it says then a certain priest That's me. Saw the man and passed by on the other side. Then a Levite comes along, sees the same thing. It's probably you. And again, he passes by on the other side. Then it says a Samaritan coming down the same road that we were all on. 
saw the man in his broken state, went to him, bandaged his wounds, picked him up, put him on his horse, walked him to a safe place, paid his way at a hotel and said, whatever you need to take care of him, I'll pay it. I'll take care of it. Whatever you need, I'll take care of. And here's what Jesus said. Which one was the neighbor? Was it the one who passed by on the other side? Was it the one who refused to help? Was it the one who walked by and didn't do anything? Or was it the one who showed mercy? The one who bandaged wounds? The one who got down in the trenches with them? The one who gave the ride? The one who gave nourishment? Is it the one that that showed mercy that was the true neighbor? Then Jesus says something. Go and do likewise. Go and help the people around you. Everywhere I go, everywhere I walk, someone is hurting. Someone's looking for an answer. I love what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said when he's talking about this passage of Scripture. He said this, you see, the priest and the Levite asked the wrong question. The priest and the Levite asked, what will happen to me if I help this man? But the Samaritan asked a completely different question. What will happen to this man if I'm not willing to help? And that's why we need to walk out these doors. What will happen to them if I'm not willing to help? Who will serve them? Who will love them? Who will care for them? God has called us to be his hands and his feet. Serve others well. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, right now, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I pray that as we walk out these doors, Lord, that we would be used by you. God, that we would be the church when we walk out these doors. God, I pray that you would use us, that you would guide us, that you would lead us, Lord, that we would be a church that serves others around us well. God, that you would show us open doors, Lord, that our hearts would be open, that our heads would be up. We'd be looking for opportunities to serve the people around us. God, I pray that this would not be a message that we hear, but God, it would be a message we live. God, let every one of us be used by you. We walk out these doors that they taste and they see that God is good, that he loves them, that he cares for them. Maybe you're in this place and you don't know Jesus. You've never asked him to be the Lord of your life. Can I tell you about a God who loved you so much that he came to serve you? Not so that you could have religion so that you could have relationship. Maybe you're in this place and you say, Brian, I don't know Jesus. Never ask him to be the Lord of my life. Can I tell you, that's what he came to do. He came to bandage your wounds. He came to pick you up. He came to give you 
life and life more abundantly. See, he's already paid it all. Maybe you're here in this place and you say, Brian, I prayed that prayer. I've asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life, but I'm not living like it. I've walked away from my relationship with Jesus, but today I want to rededicate my life to him. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed. No one's looking around. You say, Brian, that's me. I, 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 want, I want to pray that prayer today. I'm not going to embarrass you. I won't call you forward. But I am going to ask you to be bold enough. I'm going to count to three. And when I hit three, I just want you to slip your hand up and you can put it right back down. Brian, would you pray with me? I need Jesus in my life for the first time. One. Brian, would you pray this prayer with me? I want to rededicate my life to Jesus too. Brian, pray with me today. Three, just slip your hand up and you can put it right back down. Amen. Amen. Jesus loves you, friend. He loves you. He loves you. Can we pray this prayer together with all these people making this decision as a church family? Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Take my sin. And by your grace, I take your righteousness. I make you the Lord of my life. I give you all that I am. I hold nothing back. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Come on, give it up for every person that prayed that prayer. At One Church, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you would like to contribute financially, you can go online to imonechurch.com slash give. If you chose to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior or rededicate your life to Him today, then you can text DECIDED to 33733 so we can celebrate with you. Thanks for listening and have a great week.